What's up, guys? This is your host, Danny Baylor, Danny Cakes, and you are listening to the Immeasurably More podcast. Welcome back, you guys. Happy Tuesday. This is Danny with the Imagine More podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Real quick, I wanted to just recap on my previous episode, 22, about settling. And I give you guys a breakdown of four different definitions that I discovered about the word settle and really the deep impact that word itself had on me, how to avoid the long-term setbacks of it as well. And so go ahead and check out that episode. Um, I feel like I was totally meant to share that part of my heart with you guys. I'm so excited to hear your feedback. So I'm here today again with my bestie, Anissa Carroll. We know how much you guys loved our very first interview together. And if you didn't catch that first one, just wanted to remind you guys how we know each other. We actually met through our business in network marketing, and we became friends via social media about a year ago, and she came and visited me here in Newport, and we've been inseparable pretty much ever since. We now run a Bible study together every single Tuesday. Uh, we are more than happy for you guys to join us. Anybody's able to join. It is at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, and it is our whole heart to share with you guys and just be present and have fellowship. So join us. Um, but I'm so excited to share a little bit more about us. And um, we actually asked you guys what you wanted to hear from us directly. And so today we're going to be covering a little bit of everything about relationships, do we struggle with body image, and of course, fitness and our business journeys. So the hottest topic we will get started with, the most commonly requested topic was about relationships. And so we kind of chatted about what we think would be uh, giving you guys the most value and kind of what's currently going on in our lives. And so we are recently both in very healthy new relationships. We're both so excited about it. And so I thought the first biggest topic or question that we could ask is, what is the difference we've noticed about dating a Christian versus a non-Christian? So uh, we are both believers. We both follow the Lord. And that has been a huge impact on each of us. It's so funny. We're, we're literally the same person. <laughs> and we actually started dating a guy like within like the two weeks um, time span. And it's just been so cool. It's been so cool to be able to like share our, our hearts and our experiences and be like, dude, this is so much different. And it's so exciting to be like, this is what God had intended. Like this is what God planned for us and to be able to share that together. So we're here to share it with you. So I basically want to go into kind of like hop back and forth on these topics, but I'll ask Anissa first. So what is your biggest take back or takeaway um, from dating a Christian versus a non-Christian? Hi guys. Um, so this is Anissa talking, um, <laughs> obviously. Um, so my best experience dating a Christian versus a non-Christian, this was huge for me, you guys. And you know, when you're younger or when you're not completely pursuing Jesus, I feel like it's, you really don't think it's that big of a deal to date yeah. someone who's maybe not a believer, but it's a bigger deal than you think. And it affects you in way more ways than what I ever thought. And so some of the biggest things was, um, you know, knowing that only God is able to fulfill all my needs. There is never going to be a single person on this earth. I don't care if it's my mom, my dad, my best friend, my significant other, my spouse, whoever it is that can fulfill every single need that I have. And so knowing that and understanding that only God can do that, you guys, is huge because I feel when I dated someone who is a non-believer, they kind of look to you to fulfill all the needs that they have. And then when you don't fulfill those needs for them, that's where all the struggle comes in. And I feel like there was a lot of 
arguments and, you know, a lot of disappointment on my end because I kind of felt like I was falling short for them. And I felt like, you know, I'm not enough. You know, I, I am not able to fulfill the needs that they have. Maybe I should do more. Maybe I need to do X, Y, and Z so that I can fulfill those needs. But understanding that only God can do that was huge for me. And dating someone who is a Christian um, or who is a believer, they understand that too. They know that only God can fulfill those needs for me. And so they don't seek to do all these things for me. They don't seek to be someone who they are not. And they don't seek to do all these extra things to be X, Y, and Z for me. They just seek to be themselves and who God called them to be and know that that is enough and that God will fill in those other gaps that they can't be. That's so good. And I'm as we're talking about this, I'm like, dude, this could be an entire podcast topic itself. And I think the biggest thing for me is, like she said, that's so good. It's and the that we don't, and I've talked about this before, like we don't take dating seriously enough. We're not like, cautious enough about it. And um, we go into it really innocently. And before we know it, we're like in too deep. And you're like, well, I care about this person, but like, but they don't show the same values. And, like maybe one day, but just you guys, that was so draining for me. And um, I really had to just like trust God that, that there's something better and I feel like I'm experiencing that and there's such an effortlessness to it and um, I've talked about this a little bit before too, I think about like the, this triangle. So like you and your, your, the person you're dating, your spouse are on opposite sides of the bottom of the triangle and God's at the top and if you guys are chasing each other, like eventually you're going to pass each other but as you chase God together, you're becoming closer and that could, that could not be more accurate. I mean, there are so many things you guys, like I'm going to talk about a little bit later but like communication is so scary for me because it was something that I just felt like was pointless in my last relationship and I couldn't even go there anymore. It was like, we weren't, we weren't even on the same page. Like he could not understand my heart. And I'm not saying like, you know, non-Christians are bad, but like, they just don't get my heart. They don't get what, what we would go through. And so it was so terrifying to question them or even bring something to their attention. Like, Hey, this is how I feel because I was just like shot down all the time. And like, they just didn't understand or would only take offense to it. And so now I'm like, so usually afraid to communicate something to him. And you guys, he just knows. Like, he's like, well, yeah, Danny, the Bible says this. And like, I get it. And that's my heart. And like, there's just like a common ground that's like so obvious. And I'm like, wait, this is something I've never had before. And it's, there are so many hard things about relationships in general, you guys. So it's so important to obviously like be on the same page spiritually because it makes it that much easier. And like, there are so many hard things that we go through. Um, every single day that I have to pray through and be conscious of the way I, I talk and everything and his intention. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me is like, just to be on the same page and know that we're both chasing like the same God and the same values. Like that makes all the other hard things, um, a lot easier. So we were also going to talk about like, what were our like pr top priorities, uh, that we focus on now that we're like together in relationships, um, and so what would you say, like, is your main priority something you guys, like, focus on or you really value together? So one of the things that is huge with both of us is prayer. Um, and I feel like that's also a huge difference with believer versus non-believer. When I share, you know, I'm having a tough day or, hey, like, I woke up and I'm really struggling today um, with my anxiety or, you know, whatever it may be, his first response to me is how either how can I pray for you or a phone call and prays with me over the phone or you know, a voice memo praying with me. And I, you know, versus someone who is a non-believer that I've told I really am struggling today, it's like, oh, well, maybe tomorrow will be better. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. You know, they, they realize that your battle is bigger than just flesh and blood and things on this earth. They know that there is spiritual warfare and there is a 
enemy that is fighting us every single day to steal, kill, and destroy our joy and our lives and this relationship that we have built together. And so a huge priority that we have is just prayer, you guys. And it's such, it's, it makes such a difference in my life when I know that I have someone else who is praying for me and, you know, where two or more are gathered, Jesus is there. And to have someone fighting for you and fighting this spiritual warfare with you is, it's such a big deal. I mean, and it means more to me than I could ever even put into words just to know that there's someone there who's praying for me or who's taking initiative and calling me and literally praying with me in that very moment. Um, so that's one of my biggest priorities that we have is just prayer and being together. Yeah, I would completely have to agree um, with with prayer. And I wanted to also say too, it's like you guys, if you're deciding to pray together, don't overthink it. Don't feel like it has to be this like perfect drawn out, you know, because for some reason it's intimidating to talk to somebody or talk in front of somebody and especially to pray in front of them, right? And this is something that we started pretty much since day one. And that was so special to me because if you guys are on Bible study, if you know my heart, if you've been following me, like, you know, like prayer is like such a big um, a deal to me. And I was, I feel like I was, was that person to like, my friends, like, hey, let me reach out and pray for you. So to have someone who's, like, comfortable and, like, the male should be, like, the spiritual leader. Like, that's how I was raised. That's what I feel like, you know, um, they're they're there to pick you up, you know, especially uh, that's how I saw my dad. And I love that I see that in him. And um, it's such a special moment for us. Like, we're literally coming together and connecting with Jesus. So I just want to encourage you, um, and especially, like, when we first started, I think that we both were kind of like, oh, my gosh, okay, like, what do we say? And how how are they going to take it, you know? And now when we do it, it's like we don't even think about it. It's so random. He'll just hug me and start praying over me or, and uh, it's like, almost like, I'm like, let me go through harder things because like, I just want you to grow more and more in your prayer because this, there's nothing like that. Like there's nothing like having somebody alongside you who, you know, your partnership, like you are running this race together and it's so important to be on that same page. But, um, I really even just seen over like the last like couple months, like just this graduation and, and the way that he prays and they're different, they're stronger They're It's, it's incredible, you guys. So, like, really submitting your relationship to God is – that's what I've always been exposed to, like I said, with my, with my parents. And it's just the most beautiful thing, like, when God is present because he just – he's right there with you guys. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about next is I wanted to ask, like, say, like, so what are some healthy things about our current relationship? And something, like I said, is so hard for me, but I've really seen God, like, working in me, both of us for sure, is communication, um, I know that communication is everything. That's what my mom always explained to me was, you know, when your dad and I are upset or if I'm ready to like go after him, she's like, he comes to me and he apologizes. And she's like, there's just this constant communication between us and the Holy Spirit. And it's, like I said, it's been really difficult for me in the past. I would just shut down. I would just internalize everything. And that was a very bad road for me to go down because I became silent in my last relationship because I would play out the idea of the conversation and it was like, Danielle, why are you, they're, they're never going to understand. He won't understand. Like, why are you even going to go there? And so I have to remind myself, like, I feel like God tells me all the time, you guys, it's probably the hardest thing that he's like, Hey, this guy is not the last and you need to give him that chance, you know? And so even when I'm offended because you guys, I remember like the very, one of the very first days we were dating, I heard like the clearest lie from the devil that he was like, he's deceiving you, you know? And I'm like, that is so unfair. Like this, I cannot hold that against him. And this is a me thing. This is something I need to like heal through and pray through. And when I go to him, like I need to be so cautious about like how I'm communicating, how I feel, because he doesn't know. He has no idea. First off, he's a boy. So we have to give them grace in that area. But he has no idea like what triggers me, you know? So when I come to him about like, hey, like this is important to me or this hurts my feelings. I need to make sure like, 
I, I have to be so prayerful about it. I'm like, God, like you speak through me to get to him because I, it's so unfair for me to like put blame on him or like hold anything against him because he doesn't even know what he's doing. You know, maybe he hasn't had a relationship like this either. He doesn't understand the female mind or whatever might trigger me. So when I go to him, it's like, I need to be so cautious about the way that I approach it and be like, Hey, I don't know if you know that you're doing this, but like, this is how it makes me feel. You guys, I think that I mean, this this topic alone should be a, a podcast about communicating and the way that we receive it, the way that we give it, you know, no matter what, like my main priority is I will always respect him. I will always like have the, the thought that he has good intentions, that he cares about me, that he's seeking God and all that he does. And I think when we have that mindset that the communicating aspect, you know, there's a lot more grace and it's... You guys, it's just so important to just involve God. Everything gets so much easier. So what would you say are your um, the healthiest thing that you've discovered about your relationship? Boundaries, for sure. I think boundaries are so important, not just with your relationship, but with your friendships as well. Um, just setting those healthy boundaries, and that's something that I've kind of learned actually the last six, seven months of my life, I am the type of person who wants to be everything for everybody. And I will completely inconvenience myself to please other people. But you can't pour from an empty cup, you guys, you cannot do that. And I have tried it. And I have just exhausted myself in the process. And so I can't be who God called me to be if I'm just exhausted and at the bottom of the pit. And so one of the things that's important is rest. And God has put that on my heart so many times this past year, just as I'm always always asking myself, what more can I do? How can I be better? Do I need to be doing X, Y, and Z? Maybe I'll get another devotional or maybe I'll reach out to another friend. I have 30 minute window today instead of resting. Let me see if, you know, my friend wants to meet for coffee or something when really I should intentionally be resting because that's what God calls us to do. Even God rested on the seventh day. So setting boundaries with yourself and with your friends and in your relationship. And so understanding that you don't have to see them every single day. You know, if you, if God is telling you to rest, then being open and transparent. And again, that ties in with communication and just saying, Hey, I need this night to rest. You know, I need to spend time in prayer or I need to just kind of chill. And, you know, instead of just constantly doing all these things. God doesn't call us to be on 24 hours a day. We need that rest to recharge and to talk to God and to listen to what he's saying. It's hard to listen to what he's telling me to do when I am constantly filling my schedule with things. I need that time to rest. And so setting boundaries with your relationship and knowing that you need that, both of you guys need that. Um, and so that's what I would say has been something that we love. Yeah, I can totally agree with like the listening aspect. That's kind of like being still and listening. Even when I've tried to communicate things to him too, he might take a minute to get back to me. And it, like, at first I'd be like frustrated, but then I'm like, you're listening to God and then you're like trying to figure out how to respond appropriately. And so listening is so, so good. Um, okay, we could go on and on about relationships. Um, I hope you guys took a lot of value from that. But another huge topic, super, super important, um, I think that you wouldn't even expect from people like us, is about self-talk and body image issues. And so I've been pretty open about that. A um, couple episodes talked about my first Jesus encounter and how that really was so consuming to me. And so um, for me, you guys know that like I've struggled with it still very prayerful through it. And so we kind of were wanted to tackle this topic and say like, okay, is this something that we struggle with and how do we respond to it? Um, maybe what triggers it and things like that and what, how to move forward. So Anissa, would you say that you struggle with body image? So yes, I do. I struggle with body image, not as bad as I used to be when I was younger. Um, when I was 
younger and just starting my fitness journey, which we'll get into in just a minute, um, I kind of looked to these women who were not where I was. You know, they were 10 chapters ahead of me and I was constantly comparing myself to these women. And it was also a time where I didn't really know the Lord as well as I do now. And so I was just constantly caught in this comparison game where I'm not her, I want to be her. And it was just always me, you know, looking at these other women as kind of like a threat almost, but realizing that my worth is not in the way I look. Um, God does not look at me and say, you know, oh, you don't have a six pack. I'm not going to love you today. You know, (laughs) it's just, he doesn't work that way. God cares about my heart and my soul. He doesn't care about me having muscles or me having a six pack. And there was this quote that I saw on Instagram and Danny actually saw it too, which is weird when we were talking about it. And it said something like your obituary will not read, you know, Anissa, 130 pounds, five foot three shredded six pack and incredible muscles. You know, those are not things that people care about. Those things don't matter at all. When I die and I meet Jesus, you know, people are not going to say, oh, I loved Anissa because she had a six pack. You know, they're going to say I loved Anissa because of her heart or her spirit. I loved Anissa because of the way she loved people, you know, whatever it is. And so uh, we were talking about flipping the script. Like when you are friends with somebody who has an impact on you, what do you value in that friendship? Do you value them because of the way they look? And it's like, absolutely not. I'm not friends with my friends because of the way they look. Yeah, my friends are drop-dead gorgeous and beautiful, and I love them so much, but that's not why I chose them as friends. Danny could look completely different, and I would still love her because her heart for God and her heart for people would be the exact same. And so ask yourself those questions. You know, flip that. Are my friends friends with me because I have a six-pack? Absolutely not. And so I just... I feel so strongly about that. And I think like what a way for us, you know, this is it's totally spiritual warfare, right? The enemy, I mean, this is how God's are, the enemies use it against me is, we were just talking about this last night, like how I feel devalued or rejected. I'm like, well, it must be the way that I look. <laughs> and like, how does that even make logical sense in my brain? Like spiritually, you know? But the enemy, he's like, I know that this is like your struggle. This is your insecurity. Like, I think that there is an aspect of women, like God wants us to feel beautiful. Like he wants us to like feel good about ourselves. Like we're not that way on accident. We don't like pick up makeup and put on plastic heels when we're little to think that like, this is just random. Like, no, God created us with that desire to feel beautiful, to feel good, to be like told that we look good, you know, but that doesn't define all of us. And so the enemy is going to take what God is trying to, you know, use and uh, reverse it and make it, uh, you know, it says he's to steal and destroy, just like in a, in a relationship, right? God's idea is marriage. And so, of course, the enemy is working so hard to destroy relationships and, and, and what marriages are and what God, you know, had intended. And so same thing with this. It's like he's, he's going to use, you know, the one thing that, like, we seek for acceptance, Gosh, you go, I can't, I mean, I thought it was tough to be a high schooler 10 years ago and, and deal with all those things. And I cannot imagine having access to social media as a 16 year old with what I have access to now. Like I can't even imagine it. And so it's like, you know, I, I think we both really try to, it's crazy because you get caught up in this idea like, well, we have to show up perfect. We have to like look a certain way and, and play the part. And, and that's, I'm super guilty about, but I'm also like, Hey, I want to be the girl that other people feel like they can be like relatable to. And, um, health and wellness is for sure a priority. I love fitness. I love CrossFit. It's like, I feel like I was made to do it in every ounce of energy and time I have to do it. I want to do it, but that doesn't define me and doesn't give me joy. And, 
Um, I kind of wanted to bring up too, like if there are accounts or things that you follow, you guys that make you feel worse about yourself, like five minutes later, you're looking at some girl in a bikini and you're like, you're like, why am I anxious? Why am I depressed? Like, why do I hate my life? Like, why am I questioning everything? This happens to me all the time, even though this is like our lifestyle as fitness and health and wellness. But I still find myself comparing all the time. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to unfollow that girl. Like, don't allow yourself to be fed these lies, even though that's not her fault. God created her that way, or she's beautiful, or she did the work, or whatever. But like, that does if if it is not serving you, you guys, I don't care what it is in social media, like unfollow it. And if it's something who's like a friend, or you're like, hey, that might look awkward if I unfollow them, there's a mute option. So you need to protect your energy. You need to protect your heart. Guard your heart. Your the Bible says um, to guard your heart for everything that you do flows from it. And so we have to be cautious of what we expose ourselves to. And um, so, yeah, that was like my biggest takeaway with, with body image and just you guys have a choice, like what you expose yourself to. And, um, do you have any final thoughts on? Yeah. One last thing. I had a huge mindset shift from being obsessive to just being intentional. There was a time in my life where I counted every single calorie that went into my body because I was so concerned about how I looked and realizing that obsessing over that wasn't adding any value to my life. It wasn't doing anything for me. Instead, it was stressing me out. You know, it was causing me so much anxiety. And then if I would eat a meal and I tracked it and I would see that it was, you know, X amount of calories over, I would then get depressed and I'd, yeah. you know, be upset with myself. Like I would feel like such a failure, you know, like I, sh- I would just have immediate guilt with that. And I probably about maybe three-ish years ago, I stopped obsessing so much about those. And I started asking myself, does this make my body feel good? Am I fueling myself with foods that make me feel good? Like, am I actually nourishing my body? We get one body on this earth and it is so important to fuel it with foods that make me feel good. And so I switched from being so obsessed with counting things to just intuitively eating and listening to my body. Our bodies are so smart, you guys. And they literally tell you when you're hungry and when you're not, when you're full. And they- She hungry. She hungry and she healthy. <laughs> and, and my body will literally crave vegetables. You know, it craves a yeah. salad. I'll literally sit there and be like, I just want a massive salad right now with some fresh salmon on top. That sounds great. And so just thinking about that, like you're at being healthy from the inside out. It, it's so much more important than stressing over every single calorie that you eat. Yeah. And totally like honoring your, your body. Like, right. So I was, I kind of was noting, like we absolutely can glorify God, like with our health. And I remember talking to, it was like a a random date years and years and years ago. And the one takeaway I have from this guy, this conversation, he was saying, you know, like it honors God to like take care of our body to, you know, to exercise and to eat well. And he was always saying like, you know, if I'm tired and I'm groggy and like, I'm you know, out of it, like, I'm probably not going to be very, like, gracious towards other people. Like, I'm going to be impatient. I'm going to be angry, like, hangry, right? We all know how, like, familiar that is. And so I really look at this. I'm like, hey, like, God, with there's things that are hard for me. I'm like, you gave me this body. Like, I need to honor you. Like, I'm going to glorify you with making good choices and taking care of myself. And when I take care of myself, like, I, I am able to serve other people better, you know? Um, I think that's that's so important that we get, when you look at it that way, you're like, okay, God, instead of like, you know, obsessing over this or wanting to look a certain way, you know, how, how can I make changes in my lifestyle or my health that glorify you? Or honestly, you guys put you in a better mindset for me. Eating healthy is so huge because it affects the way that I think in my mood, my mental health. Like I, 
it's not an option for me to eat poor. Like I just can't, my body can't handle it. And my mentality can't, I just get to a point where I'm just like, I'm done. Like I'm checked out. Like I needed to go back the other way, you know? Um, and then finally I just wanted to share like how kind of what Anissa said, but like you guys, does it hold eternal value? Like the way that you look? No, like those things are fleeting. Um, it's like in Corinthians, second Corinthians four sixteen. it says like, so, so we look at the things, um, not that are unseen, but are seen because the things that are seen are temporary and the things that are unseen are eternal. And so your body's going to fade, right? Like, like what we said, your, your value is in your heart and, um, and the impact that you have on other people and the way that you serve them and not by the way that you look. So I have to ask myself that all the time. I feel like obviously it's God coming to me when I'm worrying about things or my body or my hair. I had a day, I remember earlier this year where I was so anxious about everything. I was like, my hair looks awful. Like I don't feel good. I can't fit my clothes. Like, and God's like, Danielle, does this hold eternal value? Like, why are you worrying about it? Like, you know, but it's the enemy's way of wedging himself in and being like, I'm going to throw her off today. So I hope that that, um, it's helpful towards you guys. It is such a real topic. And I think that you would never expect that people would be, you know, struggling with that and, and their fitness and their health and wellness journeys even. So going into that, we kind of just have, we're going back and forth with the topics last night and discussing, like, I, I just feel like the, your fitness journey, your business journey, like you have to have a very similar mindset for both. Um, and so we kind of want to talk about a couple different things regarding that and the mindset you need and what it takes really to build and like master something. We're both top 1% of our company. Um, we're both pretty avid CrossFitters, fitness type people. And so I think that there's always like this misconception that like people look at, you know, CrossFit Games athletes or somebody who is successful in their business who is at top 1% or 2% um, that they just got there by accident. And so what are some things that you would say about uh, what it takes to master or something or the journey to get there. So one of the things that I really dislike when people say to me is, I wish I was there or I wish I had your body. I wish I was where you are in your business. I wish, I wish, I wish. And it makes me so mad because you don't have to wish. I am not anybody special. I didn't take 50,000 hours of leadership courses. I, I didn't, I don't have, you know, special genes on my side that just give me this body. Like people are always like, oh, you must be so blessed with your genes. Like, and it's like, no, I actually just worked really hard to be where I am today, you know? And so mastering something, what that kind of means. And one of the things that is so important is making your business or your fitness or whatever your goal is a complete non-negotiable. So just like you brush your teeth in the morning, just like you wash your face, you make those non-negotiables, right? Um, those habits that you have feeding yourself, that's a non-negotiable. You know, you're going to do it every single day. It's not something that it's like, well, maybe I'll feed myself. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll brush my teeth today. Maybe I just won't. No, you do it every single day. And so when you're starting on a goal, whether it be your fitness journey or your business, make those things a non-negotiable. For me, going to the gym is non-negotiable, not because it's punishment for me, but because it makes me feel good. And I know that it is so important to me. And when I work out, I know that I'm going to feel so much better. And so of course I take a rest day. You know, I listen to my body and sometimes it's two days a week. Sometimes it's just one, but making those things a non-negotiable, just like brushing your teeth is, um, for me, it's just something I do every day. And it's the same thing with your business or, you know, okay, I'm going to sit down every single morning and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to get me closer to my goal. Write down those goals and make them 
timely. You know, don't just say I'm going to be at the top of the company. Right? Make it make it something so that you give yourself a timeline or a deadline because if you say I'm going to hit 155 on my snatch, like those just things aren't helpful. You know, give yourself goals and say I'm going to hit 155 on my snatch by X date. And to get there, I'm going to do this every single day. I know Danny was talking the other day. We were just talking about this last night when you said, when I started CrossFit, like, and I wanted to get better, it was something I did every day until I got better at it. You know, for instance, muscle up, it's a really hard movement. And the only way people get better is by doing it every single day and practicing with it. Yeah. And (laughs) I was like going like a little rant last night. I was like, and doing the extra because like you're, you know, so a typical class isn't like an hour long. You have like a warm up, your strength piece, then your, your Metcon. Right. And so you know, there's people who ask all the time, like, I want to learn this, and I want to do this, I want to master this. And, you know, um, I'm like, you guys don't even understand, like, how many years I got up in those rings and I swung around and I taught my body muscle memory and try to figure it out. Like, there was so much extra time. And so my point is, like, you have to be willing to do the extra. Like, if you want to master something, and if you want to master it especially quickly, like if you want your race to be run faster than, like, what's typical, then you need to be willing to do more than just what's expected or what's just, like, the norm. Like, you cannot compare yourself, you guys, especially people with like CrossFit Games athletes and stuff. They're, you know, and the 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 muscle they put on and all of the um, where they're at. It's like that didn't just they're not just naturally that way. Like they put in so much extra intention and hours of work to get there, and it's obviously not typical, right? And more importantly, I'm like we do things when we don't feel like this. When we when you don't feel like it. And this is something like I just have been raving about lately because I'm like, you're never going to feel like waking up early. You're never going to feel like doing an extra rep. Like you're never going to feel like getting uncomfortable and asking somebody about to take a look at your business. Like you have to be willing to do it even when you don't feel like it, you know, um, this, I mean, this literally, this is why I say I have all these business ideas and like, I, I have like pep talks to myself about my business in the middle of my workouts every single day, because when I've got 10 reps and at seven, I want to give up because like my body, I literally just want to cry. I'm like, I would just walk out. Like, what am I doing here? Like, this is awful. And I'm like thinking, Danielle, like the times I feel like it's sticking your business and you don't see the result and the fruit of, of your labor just yet. That's what rep seven feels like. And you're not going to know, but until you push past that seven, eight, nine, ten, and that's what you're going to see the fruit. You guys, anybody can go in and work out and do six sit-ups. You're not, that's not going to expect that you're going to see full results. When you start doing 100, when you're doing weighted pull-ups, when you, or push-ups, or sorry, sit-ups, when you're doing what's extra, when you're doing it when it's hard, when you don't feel like it, that's when you build, that's when you grow, that's when you stretch because you're like, dang, mentally that's where I was at and I was able to push through that and that that's when the breakthrough happens it's not when things are easy because if things were easy everyone would do it right so really taking those those ideas like not doing it when it's it feels good doing extra and you guys those things that compound over time so not just doing it one time you can't just do one really really intense workout and be like dang I wanted to die and throw up and that was hard and tough but like I, sh- I should be like, I should have a success now. No, it takes time. It takes consistency. And more importantly, it takes just getting started. And then seeing this as a long-term goal, not just overnight, you already know. If you go, if you started your finish journey today and you you wouldn't go into your finish journey and be like, okay, if I don't have a six pack by next week, I'm quitting. You, you know, that's not going to happen. Like I, I wish it was that easy, but like Danielle said, if it was easy, everybody would doing it. Like 
think about gardening. If you planted a seed, you know that there's not going to be some giant tree that grows by next week. You're going to have a tiny little bean sprout. And then that thing is going to grow over the next one, two, five, ten years, you guys. And I'm not saying it's going to take you that long, but just knowing that this is not going to happen overnight, but what you will learn you're going to learn something every single day and you're going to be so proud of yourself, you guys, from pushing again and waking up again and saying like, I am so proud of myself for setting this goal and for going after it. Like, I know that it's going to take time and effort and consistency, but I know that if I continue with my, with what I'm doing, I am going to reach my goal by X date. And so giving yourself grace with that and know that this is not just going to come overnight to you. It's going to take some time and being gracious with yourself on that and just knowing that it's going to just be a while. Yeah. And I think something I always talk about too is like really being like humbling yourself <laughs> to just get started. Um, in my business, in my fitness journey, you guys, I wanted to be like, I wanted to cheer my whole life. And then my very first, it was like my freshman tryouts. <laughs> I was like a terrible dancer. And my sister watched my routine. She's like, well, good luck. <laughs> she had no idea. You know, she's like, I don't know about this. And then, you know, four years later, I'm the senior captain of a varsity squad. And so it's like, but I had to be willing to be like, hey, I'm going to just get started. Like, I'm just going to try out. Like, I'm just going to do a little bit. Like, I'm going to, I remember getting on my social media and talking about my, my business and how different I sound now as opposed to three years ago, you know? And it's like, it's so unfair for you to, to, to uh, compare yourself to somebody else who's been putting in the time, the extra, when they don't feel like it and now have mastered it and realize like, hey, I couldn't do a strict pull-up at one point. Mm-hmm. Like I, I looked like a goof, like, you know, but I put in the time and, and, and all of that over time uh, compounded to where I'm at now and, and built up. And so just, just remember, you guys, like no matter what you're starting right or what you're going through or, or what you want to get to, we we have to let go of pride and be like, okay, even if I look silly, even if I, you know, don't do it right, right away. I was struggling this weekend in the gym. I'm like, I was 30 pounds shy of something I should be able to lift. I'm like, Danielle, you've been like crushing your body all week. Like you're not going to be on top every single day, you know, but it's a mental choice I have to decide like, Hey, this is, this is happening. This is the long-term goal, right? Like this is not something I'm just expecting that I'm putting in, you know, what I do every single day compounds over time. And I can't expect to have an overnight and have this like big grand transition. Like, and that's, that's what makes it so sweet, right? Is you're like, dude, I know what it feels like to fail. I know what it feels like to almost be right there. I know what it feels like to be under the bar and not be able to stand up. Like I, you, that's what makes it so much more rewarding, um, is the process. And so just if, like, I just like to say, if it feels uncomfortable, if you're in pain, you're doing something right. You're doing the thing that everyone else is not willing to do in order to reap the harvest. So, and then I guess just lastly, is just the timing. And I think you were kind of like raving about this. Like, is there a perfect time to start your business or your fitness journey? The answer is no. I know you guys were just waiting to hear that. <laughs> there is never a perfect time. And, you know, that kind of ties back with people saying, I wish I was this. I wish I was that. You know, so often I hear people, I'll start my fitness journey, you know, when we move into our house or I'll start my fitness journey when my baby turns six months old or I'll start my business when I graduate school. You guys, newsflash. After you finish school and you've graduated, now you've got new responsibilities that you didn't have before. And then now that your baby's six months old, now your baby's starting to crawl and starting going to start walking soon. And now you've got to deal with that. And so starting now, like I encourage people and I challenge people to start now and learn now because there is never going to be a perfect time. You're always going to be in a new stage of life and things are always going to be changing around you and you're always going to have new responsibilities and new things that you're doing. And so I always tell people that like... 
why don't, what, what's stopping you from starting now? There's always going to be an excuse if you look for one and challenging people with that. Like, what is your excuse right now? Why can't you start now? What, what is holding you back and challenging them with that and saying, you know, what if you did start now? Where would you be next year? A year where ask yourself that like a year from now, am I going to be happy that I waited another year to start my business? Or am I going to look and say, dang, I am so glad that I started a year ago because look how much further I am now versus where I was going to be. And we talked about this too. Like, look, if in five years from now, are you going to be proud of yourself? Are you going to be sitting there saying like, I am so proud of how far I come. I am so proud that I started five years ago. Or are you going to say, dang, I should have started five years ago? Yeah. And I think that one of the, <laughs> the biggest excuses are, that we always find is, you know, I'm just too busy. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? People who are at the top of, you know, our company or who have a, a rad body that they've created, like through fitness, like they make time. Like when you find something that you value, like you make time for it. And even something that Debbie Neal said before in trainings and stuff, and I just, I was like, this is, she just nailed it. She's like, if you meet the love of your life and the next day, like your schedule is like so, so busy. And they're like, hey, are you available? And you're like, yeah, I'm totally free. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you completely make time. Like I'm like, there's, I'm clearing my whole schedule. Like I found value in this. If you find value in a business or in your health, like I say this with grace, but it's like, you guys, if you don't make time, if you're making excuses, like you just don't want it bad enough. And that's not, if you're feeling like the weight from me saying that, it's because you feel guilty and you don't want to admit that. You don't want to admit that you're not willing to put in the hard work. You're not willing to make the sacrifices. And so, and, but that's, that's your life, right? Like you have to decide that for yourself. Like how bad do I want this? And do I want this right now? And I'm saying like, I go through that all the times too. Like I, when I was like struggling with like eating habits and stuff, I'm like, obviously Danny, you don't just, you don't want to be a little more cut that bad. You would rather have this piece of cornbread. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, that's a, that's a you, it's a you on you decision, but um, you got to ask yourself that, you know, it's like, you guys, we're always going to be busy. There's always new seasons of life. And it's just like the way that I look at my businesses, it's a part of me. It's my brand. It's who I am. It's, I love sharing it. I love talking about it. I love just, you know, my, my fitness lifestyle. Like that's just, that's who I am. That's my heart. It's my passion. Um, and I seek to share that. And so just, I think that we're really blessed that those happen to be go hand in hand with what we do. And, but yeah, you guys, there's no perfect time. You're always going to find reasons to be too busy and you can make time. Like you can look at your schedule and make time for things that you prioritize and you find value in. And so if that long-term goal brings you more value than you do right now, then time's going to pass anyways and just don't waste another minute. Yeah, totally killed it. I think, you know, and lastly, I just wanted to talk a little bit about living intentionally versus just making excuses for yourself. And thinking about like, is this bringing value to my life? And so for instance, sitting on the couch all day and watching Netflix for 12 hours, like, wow, that does sound like a dream some days because I'm so tired. What is that going to do for me? How does that add value to my life? You know, is that getting me further with where I want to be? You know, is that getting me closer to my goal? And it just ties hand in hand with my non-negotiables of the day, you know, sitting down, doing my morning devotionals every morning, because I know that my Jesus time is so important working out because it's a non-negotiable and knowing that it makes me feel good. And then, you know, doing the things for my business that I told myself I was going to do. And so being so intentional with my time, because not only is it adding value to my life, but it's getting me further or it's getting me closer to the goals that I want to be, you know, in one year, two years, three years, four years, five years. And then being, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I know Danny talked about that too, but I was willing to sacrifice my comfort zone for a long-term effect. And so 
starting a business was so out of my comfort zone. I have never in my life done sales. I was like, you know, the enemy was in my head big time. Like you are just an ER nurse. Like you are only good at that. You know, you can't run a business. You don't even know anything about network marketing or business or sales. And that's absolutely right. I knew nothing about it, but I knew that I wanted to be, what I was doing right now was not going to work for me long-term. I knew that if I kept doing what I was doing right now, I would not be at a happy place in a year or two years or three years. I was quickly getting burnt out and I was like, God, I know you want more from me, but I don't know what that is. And you know, when I came across the business opportunity, I was like, you know what? This is completely out of my comfort zone and this makes me so uncomfortable, but I'm willing to do it and make sacrifices because I know that the long-term effect it's going to have on my life is something that I'm going to be so proud of. And I think we can both <laughs> admit that that was the best decision we made because it brought us together. And there's so much, so much more on the other side of your comfort zone. You guys, I I know you had been taking so many notes, so many nuggets of wisdom away from this conversation today. We loved sharing um, this hour with you. And if you guys want to follow Anissa, um, where can they find you? So you can find me on Instagram. It is Anissa A. Nicole, A-N-I-S-S. A-A, and then Nicole spelled normal, (laughs) (laughs) N-I-C-O-L-E. And of course, um, I'm Danny Cakes at D-A-N-N-I Cakes, or you guys can follow the, also I would love if you'd follow um, my podcast, Instagram, immeasurably.more.podcast. And you guys, this podcast grows when you rate, review, and subscribe. Share this with somebody that you know is going to find so much value about just being set apart, right? Living righteously in their relationships, your fitness journey, your business journey, Um, and loving yourself. And so I'm so excited to share with you guys next week about um, embracing the suck and why things happen for you and not to you. And so we're going to go ahead and close out with this verse. So do not be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with a beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4.